Welcome to Poems for People Who Hate Poetry, with your host, Kirk Barbera. Everyday Conversations with Life-Altering Poems. Hello and welcome to Poems for People Who Hate Poetry. And today I'm going to read and converse with the verse in the book Virtues in Verse by Burton Braley, The Joy of Life. Now, this is a poem that I am going to dedicate to Gary Vaynerchuk. And if you don't know who that is, you might as well go ahead and shut this podcast off and come back to a future show. Because this show, I'm going to talk all about Gary Vaynerchuk and what he does for people, how he inspires them, and how adding poetry to what he does would add a lot to every single one of our lives. So often, you know, uh, Gary is asked all these questions about life and purpose and passion and following your dreams. He did a podcast or he did a show, uh, excuse me, a book called Crush It, which is all about this kind of thing, which is about, hey, this is the time to cash in on your dreams. This is the time to go after whatever you want. This is the time to achieve the things that you've always wanted to achieve in life. Go for it. Is this the greatest time we've ever lived in as an, you know, as, as a culture, as a society, as a civilization? It's amazing with all this, you know, a, 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 technology and the internet and these things. But people still fall short. People still fall for the watches, the Lambo in my garage, the, you know, giraffes, the the trips, the jets, and not just the uh, football team, the jets, but actually buying a jet and going on fancy vacations and having cool, sexy women on their arms or, or having a cool, hot guy by their side. These are the things that men and women are always going after still, no matter how many times Gary hammers home the point that it's not about the ends, the goals, the meet, the thing that you're going to achieve in the end. That is irrelevant. The most important thing that you have to fall in love with if you're going to have a chance at achieving those high ends is the journey. In fact, one of Gary's more viral pieces of content is a, a video called Advice for Every 20-Year-Old. And it's where on the Ask Gary V show, a 20-year-old called in, a 22-year-old from Buffalo, New York, which is where my dad's from, actually. And she called in, and they had, like I think, a 30-minute conversation. And that was very interesting to watch the whole progress of it. And toward the end of the conversation, she said, this young 22-year-old girl said that, hey, I'm going to see you not in 10 years when you think I'll see you. I'll see you in three years when I'm going to be a millionaire at 25. And then Gary said, beautifully put, the fact that you said that indicates to me you're not going to do it. And she was like, no. And the reason that that's true and what he said next, I love, and this is what he said next is the inspiration for the poem that I'm going to read to you by Burton Braley and that we're going to have a little bit of a conversation with to kind of show how this fits into Gary's whole philosophy here. But he said, Gary said, I'm romantic about the journey and the process which is why I'll pull it off. When people ask me, you know, um, when you get the Jets in two years, Gary, and, and I tell them, not two years, 20 years, I'm in love with the fucking game. That's how Gary puts it. So we're going to talk a little bit about the game in this poem 
the joy of life and what is the joy of life and and this poem i hope will add some some verse some song some emotion to this idea that you must 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 fall in love with the journey no matter what the end is, even if you never achieve the end. And this is something Gary repeats over and over again is, hey, even if I never reach that end of getting the jets, even if that never happens, because to some degree that's out of his control, because he loves the grind, the hustle, getting punched in the face, getting back on his horse, trying new things, failing and failing and failing, and then succeeding and succeeding and succeeding to such a high level that he wants to go somewhere else to fail again. Which is why he went from wine library, you know, from a wine store to a wine library to wine television to talking about business to then starting, uh, you know, Vayner Media, which is an agency, and and he wants to, you know, now he's doing Vayner Sports and Vayner Talent. And he wants to try these things so that he will fail because that's what he wants to do. He wants to fail. He wants to get to a point where he's stretching himself to the degree where he will inevitably fail, and that will push him to the next level. So you have to love the grind, and that's what this poem is going to add fuel for you. To do. So enjoy the joy of life. I'd rather risk gamely and lose for my trying than grind around tamely a cog in the mill. I'd rather fail greatly with courage undying than plod on sedately with never a thrill. The games in the playing and losing or winning. The fun's in assaying your bravest and best, in taking your chances while fate's wheel is spinning, and backing your fancies with nerve and with zest. Let stodgy folk censure and timid folk quaver, but life sans adventure is weary to bear. The dangers we are sharing give living its savor. I'd rather die daring than never to dare. So let's converse with this verse. What I'm going to do today is we're actually going to take this stanza by stanza, and we're going to look at, in the three stanzas, we're going to look at some of the words, and I'm going to use some of Gary's quotes and stories that he tells often in his podcast and on his show. And for obvious reasons, I'm more of a listener of his podcast. I don't watch his show as much, but it's basically the same content. However, what I wanted to say first was that this poem has no really complex words that I think that you need to uh, be a master and understand every element of the word to understand this poem. But it doesn't hurt to have some kind of an understanding of some of the words and the nuances of the words. And the only thing I'll say right now, and if you listen to my podcast, I'll talk a lot about the power of words, having a bigger vocabulary and what that can do for your life. Not just in like sounding more educated and being able to pass yourself off as like a fancy high class individual, but in generally in your ability to think and your ability to enjoy the world around you and your ability to live many lives before you die. Because we think in words. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. You think in words. The things going on in your head are words. The way you interact with the circumstance around you, if someone was mean to you, if all you said is, mm, that person was mean, that's it. And that's, all, that's how you leave it in your head. Well, then you are not able to parse out, to analyze, to assess, to understand the situation on a deeper level. And that's because you need words to do that. 
And when you listen to people like Gary Vaynerchuk, these famous people who are good on camera, good on uh, radio, good on podcasts, however they, they communicate themselves, you'll notice that they have a strong sense of words, a strong usage and understanding of the nuances of words, and they use that to their advantage. And, you know, Gary's a great individual of, uh, you know, HR person because he is able to read people. And the reason he can read people is he doesn't simply sum them up in a simple sentence. That person is stupid. That person is mean. He is able to use a whole flush, you know, robust language. In fact, if you watch Wine Library, he has a huge vocabulary. He's lots of words that he's able to use. And he understands all, a lot of those words, which is how he's able to compare them to wine. So again, there's a lot of power in words and your career and your ability to be a better person and to start a business, to succeed in life. So that's my little spiel on why you should study some of the words. And poetry can be the best place to do this in a fun, easy environment. So this poem has words that you've probably heard all of these words, but you may want to look up a couple of the words to understand them a little bit better. But let's take them one step at a time, one uh, uh, stanza at a time, and there are three stanzas. The first stanza you can kind of think of as the alternative you, can, you face. Take a risk or stay where you are. And he, the poem kind of sets up that alternative really beautifully so that you can think about it for yourself. The second stanza is it's all about the game, the journey, the process. That's the joy of life. So I think the second stanza really sums up what the poet is saying about the joy of life, which is it's about the game, baby. And then the third stanza is about the losers around you and your ability to overcome that and other obstacles to dare greatly. So let's take these one at a time. So the first stanza, which is about, again, the alternative. And he sets it up beautifully. He says, I'd rather risk gamely and lose for my trying than grind around tamely a cog in the mill. I'd rather fail greatly with courage undying than plod on sedately with never a thrill. So, you know, I'd rather risk gamely, and he's using the word game in a, for a reason. You know, he's think about how Gary always talks about it's about the game, the game, the love of the game, for the love of the, you have to love the game, the game, the game, the grind, the hustle, you know, and he's using that here, and, you know, in an, an adverb, I'd rather risk gamely. And, you know, the, the word gamely is, uh, you know, can mean joy itself. It actually comes from Middle High German, gamelik, which means joyful. So, but it also has the alternative of like a chess game, a baseball game, a football game, a soccer game, like and a literal game that you might play hoops with your friends. It's got that element too. So it's, it's kind of a joyful, but in you know, a playful, joyful manner is kind of what that means. So, but he's adding the element of risk to it. So there is a risk. What's the risk in a game? That you lose, right? I'd rather risk gamely and lose for my trying, then grind around tamely a cog in the mill. So he has set up, the poet has set up an alternative, very basic. We hear it all the time. Do you want to stay where you are, or do you want to risk something and go out there? Now, what's great about good poetry is that it doesn't give you every detail 
um, that for you know to digest. It gives you enough to be able to digest it in your own way. What is your own truth? What is your risk? Maybe your risk is huge, and you have to break the bonds of a bad culture. You know, I think of Ayan Hirsi Ali, who was forced into a marriage in the Middle East, and she ran away to Sweden. She literally ran away and was pursued, and she had to escape, and she had to fight off these guys. And, you know, she's a, a real human being who was, you know, moved to Sweden in the 90s, and now she's a huge political figure. The point is that she ran away, and she risked, her risk was probably bigger than your risk might be. Your risk might simply be to have a tough conversation with your wife, your husband, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, you know, a friend. That might be your risk, or it might be quitting your job with no knowledge of if you can for sure launch this business successfully. That could be the risk. It could be that you know you uh, have a family, and so you might risk their future too. That's an even bigger risk. What is your risk? But that's the alternative the poet is setting up. I'd rather risk gamely and lose for my trying than grind around tamely a cog in the mill. So rather than living out this life sedately, tamely, sitting around, you know, watching television from, you know, 5 to 12 every day and waking up at 6 and going to work and going back home and doing the same thing and hating your work. Instead of doing that, being a cog in the mill, he'd rather fail greatly with courage undying than plod on sedately with never a thrill. So there's a thrill in the game. There's a thrill in the hunt, in the process, in the work, in the grind. But you have to fi- you have to feel that thrill. You have to go after that thrill. So that's the first um, you know, that's the first stanza. A Gary quote that I really like is, life shrinks and expands on the proportion of your willingness to take risks and to try new things. And I think that sums up this uh, first stanza beautifully. Life shrinks and expands on the proportion of your willingness to take risks and try new things. Okay, stanza two. It's all about the game, baby, the journey, the process. That's the joy of life. Here's the stanza. The game's in the playing and losing or winning. The fun's in essaying your bravest and best. In taking your chances while fate's wheel is spitting. And backing your fancies with nerve and with zest. So I'm going to start with this last two lines. And backing your fancies with nerve and with zest. So when you think about fancy... Um, I th- when I think about this, I think about Gary saying, um, mapping your output to your ambition. So if you want to be a multi-billionaire, then shut up and act like one. If you are talking all this, if you're spitting game about how awesome you are, if you're talking about your fancies, backing your fancies with nerve, then you better back that shit up. Better back it up with real work, with grind, with hustle, with seven days a week, with never stopping. And if you read the biographies of these great individuals, you'll notice that they don't go on vacations. They don't buy diamond rings. They don't buy expensive things. If they buy a jet, it's only for a practical purpose. It's only to get them to places so they can hustle more. That's the only reason someone would, you know, a real hustler would do that. And it's the, you know, that that's basically what I think Gary is constantly saying when he says, you know, if you want to make $100,000 a year, spend time with your family, maybe do a little hobby on the side, then that's great. That's your fancy. That's your output. So that now back that up. But you don't have to have this, you know, I'm going to be a multi-billionaire. And, the, you know, Gary has a lot of videos on this where he talks about, 
you know, the, the top 1% or whatever, I don't know if this is, I think this is a little bit false, but <laughs> this is my personal opinion. But still, I think his point is true that the top 1% only makes about $400,000 a year on average. So if you're thinking that you need to make millions or a million every single year, that's ludicrous. I mean, you could make $400,000 and be one of the top earners in America. So the point is that you know you need to back up your fancies with nerve and with zest and with action. Okay, so this poem, uh, this stanza, the games in the playing and losing or winning. That's right out of Gary's playbook, right? The game is in the playing. It's in the doing. It's in the process, in the action. I love the game. Waking up at 5 a.m., going to a flea flea market, buying stuff for four bucks and selling it for 11 bucks. I wasn't going to buy mansions with my $7 profit, but it was the action. I loved the action. That's what Gary said. That's a quote from Gary. Uh, He said, the game is my drug. The game is my drug. You know, think about what I said at the beginning. I'm romantic about the journey and the process, which is why I'll pull it off. So it's all about the game for Gary, about doing, doing, doing. And I want that to, you know, this poem brings that out in a romantic, in a versified way. You know, something, this is a poem you can memorize and recite, hold up on your wall that represents all that Gary stands for when he talks about the game. Because guess what? The game is the joy of life. The game is the joy of life. Okay, by the way, the word essaying, E-S-S-A-Y-I-N-G, in this context, I believe it basically means an attempt or the effort. So here's how it goes. The game's in the playing and losing or winning. The fun's in essaying your bravest and best. The fun is in trying and the effort and the grind and the hustle, your bravest and best. If you fail, you fail. But the fun is in the essaying, in the effort, in taking your chances while fate's wheel is spinning and backing your fancies with nerve and with zest. So to a large degree, this is what Gary talks about with the work is in your control. How hard you work is in your control. There's a lot of stuff that's outside of your control, however. There's a lot of stuff that's outside of your control. So don't focus on the fate. Maybe you are fated to fail right now. Don't focus on that. Focus on the work. Focus on the work. In taking your chances while fate's wheel is spinning and backing your fancies with nerve and with zest. That's all you got control over. That's it. Okay. The third and the last stanza. Now, this is, a, I think, actually more complicated than I summed it up, but we're going to stick with that, which is essentially your loser friends or the losers around you. And the stanza goes, let stodgy folk censure and timid folk quaver, but life sans adventure. Sans, S-A-N-S, by the way, means without. So, But life without adventure is weary to bear. The dangers we are sharing give living its savior. I'd rather die daring than never to dare. You know, you know, let's stodgy, so stodgy, dull, and uninspired. Folk censure, which means express severe disapproval. So people are going to disapprove what you say. And timid folk quaver, which is a shake in uh, you know, someone's voice, like someone quavering, uh, like you know, someone who's scared, right? So let those timid folk be scared. Because life without adventure is weary to bear. So what the hell is the point of living life if you're just bored sitting around without adventure? The adventure is the game. 
the event, you know, when people say go out on adventures, great, go out on adventures, but make sure those adventures are your adventures, not I'm going to go to Machu Picchu because I've seen 3,000 of my friends post a fucking picture, a selfie of them at Machu Picchu. Like, fuck that. Is that really what you want? Okay, go do it. If not, go live a life of real adventure, which is, you know, what it is for you. Try risking something for you. It doesn't take a lot of effort in today's world to go to Machu Picchu. It takes a lot of effort in today's world to challenge your parents and the paradigm that they have given you in your entire life. That is a fucking adventure. That is challenging. To love your wife and to still say, hey, you're wrong. I need to pursue writing this book, singing this song, going after public speaking, trying this business, quitting my job to go bicycle and win awards as a bicyclist. You know, whatever it is, that's adventure. Going to Machu Picchu, any moron could convince their parents to pay for their trip to fucking Machu Picchu. So, you know, I'm, I'm picking on that. It's, it's okay to go to Machu Picchu. Go if that's the adventure. The point is, though, don't live a you know, life that's weary to bear. And one of the problems that we face that Gary talks a lot about is your loser friends. And the most challenging thing you can do that he talks all the time about is dropping your loser friends. And in that viral video he did with uh, the 20-year-old, 22-year-old Buffalo young girl who just graduated from college is he questioned her on why, why, why was she looking on Instagram and judging herself in comparison to these people with yachts and boats and who have quote unquote accomplished things. And that, you know, I I admit that's not exactly what this poet is saying, but the relationship I think is from the external people in your life to your own internal desires. So if you love the game, there is no one, you have to love it in a way where it doesn't matter if people are around you. It doesn't matter if anybody watches you, if sing, if nobody ever listens to you sing, but you love singing, then sing. If nobody ever reads your writing, but you love to write, write. If nobody ever watches you dance, but you love to dance, dance. That's the point. You know, and and take the risk that it could work. You know, in Gary's parlance, crush it. Now is the time to cash in on your dreams. Now, of course, there's a lot to that, but the first step, according to Gary Vaynerchuk and to this poem, to the joy of life, of living this one life that you have, is to just love the process to find something that you where you love the doing of that thing and let stodgy folk censure and timid folk quaver but life sans adventure is weary to bear the dangers we are sharing give living its savor i'd rather die daring than never to dare the joy and the enjoyment of life is in the daring the trying If you live for the weekends and vacation, your shit is broken, as Gary Vaynerchuk puts it. I love losing. It's a motivator for me, as he puts it. But think about those quotes. If you live for the weekends and vacation, your shit is broken. Why? Because you should wake up wanting to do the thing that's going to occupy 60%, 70%, 80% of your entire life, your conscious life, from you know, eight in the morning, seven in the morning till, um, 
you know, at least five or six, if you're just a nine to five worker, even the thing that's going to take up most of your time in your you know, life is your work. So if you live for the weekends and vacation, your shit is broken. Your shit is broken. You are broken. Your mechanism for the joy of life is broken. And that's where I'd like to end is this is a poem that sums up the philosophy of the game and Gary Vaynerchuk's the process, the journey, loving the journey. He talks about that in so many, in hundreds of videos all over the place. Just listen to his stuff and he talks about it all the time. And I think that this poem can be a simple addition. Just, you know, go, um, if you go to the website, or if you email me at Kirk Barbera, that's K-I-R-K-B-A-R-B-E-R-A at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, and it's just at Kirk J. Barbera. And I'll get you this poem and I'll post it. But it's a very short poem. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find it online. It was popular in the early 1900s as Burton Braley was considered by some as the Kipling of America. And he loved Kipling and he was, you know, he was a, a, a Burton Braley was a, a poet. He was called the uh, the minstrel of business, and he loved business. He loved, you know, writing poetry and bringing romantic elements to what is normally considered an unromantic endeavor, which is business. And this is part of that. The joy of life is about the game, the process, the work, the grind, the hustle. And I think Burton Braley was an old school hustler. He hustled, he hustled his way from nothing into being one of the more prominent um, poets of the early 1900s. So the games and the playing, guys, and losing or winning. And I, I, what's your game? What are you uh, worth? What are you willing to risk? That's the question to ask yourself. What is the risk that you have to take in your life to achieve something that you want to achieve? Or what is the thing in your life that you love to do enough that you are willing to grind it out with no one caring about you, no one listening to you, no one doing anything because you love the damn process so more, so much. So this is a poem for Gary Vaynerchuk. Thank you so much, Gary, for all that you do and the inspiring words that you spit. And I hope that you one day get to read and enjoy The Joy of Life by Burton Braley. I'll talk to you next time.